Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can create an amazing business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Hello and welcome back to My Business Playbook. It is so good to be with you today. In this conversation, I am joined by Emma Troy. Emma is a brand strategist, website expert, and show it design partner for early stage and established entrepreneurs. And what Emma does is she helps entrepreneurs to build and launch their dream brand and website through both easy to use templates and also custom design. What I love about her approach is that she doesn't just approach it from a purely aesthetic perspective. She doesn't just look at design only. She's looking at how to use your website as a money making machine. She's really, really clever and really good at really designing for conversions. So she is such a unicorn in this space. And I know you're going to love her tips and tricks on how to turn your website into a conversion machine. I'm so excited to have you join me today as I have a conversation with Emma Troy. Let's do it. Emma, it is so good to have you with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us about your business. What the heck do you do and how did you start your design business? Well, thank you for having me, Laura. I'm excited to be here. And while I'm sure your intro will be nice and short and sweet, um, I'll give you the long version. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a brand and show website designer and I help entrepreneurs, mainly creatives, coaches and digital business owners, build brands and launch websites that illustrate their story and illuminate their value. And I'm a big fan of visual storytelling. And I think what I'm most passionate about is using visual storytelling to create those kind of immersive brand experiences and conversion optimized websites. So I'm a bit of a conversion nerd and I really want to help as many businesses as I can turn their websites into money-making masterpieces, which is what I like to call them. And I think that's why I offer both custom brand and web design as well as website templates for DIYs. So I want to help as many people. So regardless of their budget or kind of if they're established or early stage businesses. And I started my design business around 10 years ago, which is a long time ago. (laughs) And (laughs) I've always been a one woman studio. And I guess it's probably no surprise that I went down a creative path. Um, I like to think of myself as a creative at heart. So when I was a child, like I loved drawing and painting and making. So it's no surprise that I then turned that passion, I guess, into a career. And I think that love of creating as well as my rural upbringing. So I was in a tiny country town um, growing up late 80s, early 90s, where there were no devices. So imagination was a big part of keeping busy. And I also often had my head in fantasy novels. So I'm an avid reader. So I think all of that combined 
brought me to where I am today. So yeah, it's definitely no surprise that I'm in a creative career, but funnily enough, I wasn't always passionate about web design. I designed websites in WordPress for eight years and I hated every moment of it. (laughs) I totally get that. Yeah, I felt like that the entire time I was just battling complex tech and it felt like my creativity was really caged, Um, like I was, I struggled to take a vision and kind of bring it to life through WordPress. Um, And I saw my clients struggling using the platform as well. So post-launch, they just weren't able to manage it themselves um, and were having a lot of issues. And, uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing was I could just never get my designs looking quite right. And for a while I thought, I know how I can solve this problem. I'll hire I'll hire a developer, so I'll focus on the design and I'll have the developer take care of all of that tech because I was just just over it, just over battling the tech and um, that didn't really help either. I was still not happy with the finished product and I think that's probably when I started to dive deep into studying and researching conversion strategy and things like user experience because I thought if these sites that I'm creating are only coming out at about 90% of what my vision is, what can I do to fill that remaining 10% to make sure they're perfect? Because I don't know if you can tell, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I wanted the absolute best for my clients. So I, yeah, I went on this kind of deep dive into studying everything I could, but in the end, the frustration won, and I think it was early 2018, I actually removed web design from my services because I was just over it. And I think the big thing was because I do branding as well, I would spend so much time creating these beautiful brands for clients, but I just felt that they fell short when it came to creating an online presence because I had all these great ideas and I just couldn't bring them to fruition using WordPress. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. And my husband still jokes about it today. He's like, remember that time that you were going to give up websites and now you're the website woman? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So I, I am glad that while I took web design off my services, it was what turned things around was I had a beautiful brand client that asked me to build her website in this platform called Show It, which I'd heard of, but it wasn't very big here in Australia. And I'd thought many times about using it, but I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm too afraid. Like nobody's using it that much here. I won't do it. So when she asked, I was like, oh, what the heck? I'll give it a go. And three years later, I'm now an Australian show it design partner and probably mostly known for building show it websites. I think a lot of people that um, come across me now maybe don't even know that I do branding as well. And I am just a huge, huge fan of show it because it's given me creative freedom and it's really given my clients some incredible results. Um, But like I said, it wasn't that well known and after I built this website for this client and she got incredible results I then pitched it to a couple of other clients 
And I'll be honest, they weren't that keen. I remember one of my lovely business friends and clients, I created an amazing brand for her. And she said, hey, I want you to do my website now. And I said, well, I'm I've broken up with WordPress. I'm done. I had a bit of a fling <laughs> with Squarespace. It didn't work out. I only create websites now on this platform called Show It. And she's like, oh, yeah, no one else is really using that. I'm not that keen. Can you do it in Squarespace? And I'm a big people pleaser, but I put on my big girl pants and I said, I'm sorry, but I can't. I just can't. I have made a decision. I'm going to stick to it. And yeah. she's like, I just really love what you've done with my brand. I do want you to create my website. So, okay, let's do show it. And still to this day, we laugh because she gets such amazing feedback about her website. She loves it. And it really helped bring that, bring her brand to life. So it was a massive game changer for her. Talk to us about what actually show it is, because we use show it for my marketing playbook and my business playbook. So the podcast website and and our course website, we use show it and then we use Squarespace for Lala Social Club. But talk to us about like, why is show it? Why do you actually love show it so much? Because we found it to be incredible because there's nothing worse than having a vision creatively and then feeling like, oh, actually, I can't execute on that because WordPress to me feels a lot like that. So talk to us about why show it is such a good option. Sure. Well, basically, Showit is just another website builder. So, like, you've got your Squarespace and your um, WordPress and your Wix. Showit is just another one of those. And why I love it so much is because I did mention that it gives you so much creative freedom, which is incredible as a designer. So, you really are starting with a complete blank canvas. Yeah which is a designer's dream. And I love that the biggest thing too is it is so easy to use. So it means handing over websites to clients. They can confidently manage their own website because let's face it, if you want to tweak something small on your website, you may not always want to either A, book in with your web designer because the wait time might be really long or B, you don't want to pay for these tiny weeks as well. So it's super easy to use. The dashboard is so user-friendly and it is actually drag and drop. So a lot of, I feel like a lot of website builders claim to be drag and drop, but they're not. And show it is you, it's, I like to call it as click and create. It's that easy. Um, And another thing I love about show it is that the desktop and the mobile versions are different. So you can create a unique experience on desktop and then a totally unique experience on mobile. So if you, for example, have a really long sales page, you can imagine on a mobile version, there's a lot of scrolling to do. So if you want to cut out some of that information or switch things up so that so that you have click and reveal so that there's not so much scrolling for a user to do, you've got that option, um, Love that. which is really great. And I like to think of Show It as the underdog. So it's still a lot um, smaller in terms of how many users are using it, but they have some of the best support staff. Um, They are incredible. You actually get to speak to real people. So you can, they've got wonderful help docs, but if you're in your dashboard and you want to talk to someone, you can talk to someone in real time. 
and they're just lovely and they communicate with gifts which is like my secret language so what is better than that <laughs> I love it you know I'd love to get into some practical tips around website and conversions and because I know a lot of our audience are DIY they're really wanting to build their online presence but as you said not necessarily wanting to outsource completely to a third party or maybe the initial design they want someone else to do but the management of it ongoing they want to be able to handle themselves so when we're like when we're actually thinking about building your website and designing your website what do you think are the top things every website should do like what when when you're kind of thinking what are the not negotiables of a website what what are those things so a big thing that I think when people DIY their website and one of the most common mistakes that they make, apart from poor design, and like you said, you there are things that you can do to get around that, like buy templates and things like that. But I think the biggest thing that people don't even realise that they neglect is their user journey. Um, mm-hmm. So your user journey is pretty much the path that your visitor will take on your website to reach their goal. And it's really important for businesses to identify these different paths that a user will take to achieve their goal because this is going to affect how you structure your content. So a lot of businesses just go straight in and start building their website without any planning whatsoever. So kind of developing and I guess structuring that user journey first, that's going to then help you map out your content and pretty much tell you what you need to put where on your website and what you really want to do is to take your user or your visitor on a compelling journey that shows that you understand them and that will keep them curiously clicking so definitely mapping out that user journey and there's a few things that will impact your user journey so and the user journey on your website. So once you kind of start building that website is usability. So things like poor navigation and a slow loading website uh, will have a really negative impact. And if a site has terrible usability, it's likely that your users won't be able to figure out what to do. So you may have kind of mapped out your user journey, but if your navigation is really poor and they can't figure out how to get where they want to go uh, or even, you know, it's hard to fill out forms and things like that, the overall experience will be really bad. Um, I also mentioned design. So if your branding isn't professional uh, and, of course, you can DIY your brand, but having consistency really helps. So having a kind of a clear and concise colour palette and a nice font structure uh, really helps. And then you don't want to use, I guess, dull or overwhelming aesthetics. So a lot of people may go too minimal because that's very trendy at the moment, but then they can also kind of over-decorate and put everything all there <laughs> at, the, at once. Um, yes. And so many users base their decisions on things like credibility of a website based on its visual appeal. So, yeah, um, yeah. so that's really important. And then, of course, copy, copy as well. Like I am not a copywriter, but I like to think that design is the cake and copy is the icing and some copywriters might disagree with me. They might <laughs> want to flip that. But I feel like design is what entices the user and then the copy gets them over the line. So 
you don't want to be vague and you want to focus on things like headlines as well because the user journey for a business to business in like for people in the business to business industry will see users being converted after I think it's an average of viewing about seven pages yeah I think that just goes to show that each page is just important as the next and then that's where um, things like copy will come into play so making sure that you have made things easier for people to move effectively through your website and remembering that a lot of visitors are short on time so we are scanners uh, so making sure that you're using your kind of copy and your headlines to to help um, push people through that that user journey so I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that people make when DIYing their websites would be yeah neglecting that user journey so not doing any planning and then yeah. I'd say that the next big thing would be call to actions so many people forget to include call to actions on their websites um, the job of your website is basically to tell visitors what you have to offer and then effortlessly guide them to the next stage of buying or inquiring inquiring or booking whatever that goal is and so the most efficient way to do that to turn your visitors into buyers is to use a call to action you've actually got to tell them what to do yeah, <laughs> which seems totally. silly but you've, you've got to tell them what to do and I think it's something like maybe 70% of small business websites lack a call to action on their homepage, which is mind-blowing. Wow, that's because crazy. It is. It's crazy because how can you make a conversion? And for anyone listening at home, a conversion is, is put simply, is when a website visitor takes action on your website, so whether they book or sign up or download or buy or inquire. So how can you make a conversion if you're not even asking for it? Totally. And the thing is, I think a lot of small business owners are afraid of coming across as pushy or salesy, right? Like there's this thing of, uh, I don't want to push people into making a decision or, you know, be too direct. But actually, it's that whole Brené Brown idea of clear is kind. And so a lot of the time, I totally see that when I'm working with people in their marketing, I'm like, where the heck are you leading these people? Because they are like lost sheep. You know, they are looking on your website for something. They're looking for something. They're looking for a solution. So like we need to be going, hey, like we need to confidently say, this is the solution. Here's the next step. It doesn't have to be purchased. It doesn't have to be buy, but the next step has to be really compelling. Like I, I think it's so that statistic is so crazy 70%. I think you know the confidence thing of going actually what I have to offer what I what I bring is me serving my people. It's not I, I, it's not a transaction. I'm not taking something from them. I think that's a really important mindset thing we need to get right before we even you know start designing because I love what you're saying about we need to actually identify the customer journey and and really be clear on where we want our people to end up. And we need to lead. And I think it's really important that we have a map for that before we even start. So when it comes to actually designing that user journey, how would someone go about it? Like if I'm sitting down and I'm like, okay, I'm going to 
I'm going to design a new website or a new sales page or something. How do I actually go about saying, all right, this is my, this is how I'm mapping this out. Is, is there a framework to follow or is it like, how does it kind of work? Well, the first thing that um, I recommend is to set yourself some website goals. So, and like I said, so many people just forget to kind of plan and do this, these foundational steps before diving into building a website. So you want to set yourself some website goals. Like what do you want to achieve? Do you, what's more important? Do you want somebody to buy your product? Do you want somebody to inquire first? Do you want them to book a discovery call? Or right now is your main goal trying to build your email list? So identifying those goals and then working out how you're going to order your content on a page as well as those internal pages to reach those goals. And then also understanding your user. Like first impressions are so important. And 94% of first impressions relate to your site's web design because we're just so judgy. (laughs) That's why (laughs) design is so important. And the secret to creating a great first impression and nailing your design is user experience or web designers sometimes call this UX for short. So I think once you set those goals and you map out your user journey, so identifying how they're going to reach those goals and like step-by-step process. And for each kind of goal, there will be multiple user journeys. So they might start on a home page, and then maybe they'll get to your about page and then maybe they'll head to your contact page. So there's a lots of different journeys that they can take. So mapping that out and then creating or building your website with user experience in mind. So yeah. user experience is different to user journey in that the user experience is, I guess, everything to do with how a visitor interacts with your website. And its main goal is really to understand the user. So like I mentioned, you know, people kind of avoid some of these foundational steps and one of them when building your website is understanding your audience and I just think people just skip over it maybe because I don't know, they just want to get straight in and designing, but that's when people really hit a brick wall because they don't even know who they're building. Well, they don't understand who they're building this website for and knowing your audience and understanding them before mapping out things like your user journey is going to really help. So you want to look at things like how does your audience consume content? Do they like videos, short form texts? Would they prefer lengthy blogs? Like how that, how are you going to best present that content to them for them to be able to consume it? And looking at their buyer type, so are they emotional or logical buyers? Will they resonate with things like case studies and transformations if they're more of an emotional buyer, whereas the logical buyers, they probably want to see more hard facts and figures. Mm. So knowing what kind of buyer you're talking to is also going to help you if you're writing your own copy, it's going to help you structure that. So are you going to be presenting, yeah, those hard facts and figures or are they more emotional and they really want those deep diving case studies? Um, And then really understanding the reasons behind why they want to take action, so knowing what problem that you're solving and then knowing 
why they're on your website in the first place. Like, are they coming to learn or go or do or buy or book? So understanding your audience is then going to help you build like a great user journey and then create a really great user experience. Totally. And I think that's where, yeah, just a lot of businesses fall short. They just kind of skip those initial steps and then jump straight into their website builder and sit there just kind of looking at a blank blank page and just really, really stuck. Totally. That makes so much sense. And I've read something just this week in How to Write Copy That Sells by Ray Edwards. And he talks about, he says that when someone comes onto your website, they aren't convinced about you just yet but they really want to be. And it's like, our job is to go, all right, how can we, this person actually wants me to be right. They actually want me to be the solution, particularly for service providers. They want me to be the solution. So how do I need to communicate both visually and verbally to actually say to them, hey, yeah, uh, I know what you want and we're the people that can help you with that. And also you've actually really got me thinking about even your inside pages. So the pages like your about page or your contact page or things that kind of aren't like necessarily front and center, even having, I find a lot of the time we'll have a static about page and we don't link anywhere else within that about page, right? Like often we'll go, okay, this is about us. And it's like they land on that page and they have to scroll back up to the header to find themselves anywhere else. And so it's kind of like the, the Netflix thing of we want to keep suggesting things to them. Like we want to keep saying, oh, you're on this page. Like, can we go to somewhere else? Like, you know, maybe it's heading over to the blog and then the blog links back to a lead magnet or like how, how do you kind of map that out? And do you have a strategy for keeping people on your site? Yeah, and it's as simple as keeping your website as a constant loop. So every page should link to another page and there should be zero dead ends on your website. And it seems and sounds so simple, but like you said, a lot of people, particularly on their about page, there will be no links to anywhere else. And I think a lot of people, particularly with the about page, we think that the about page is about us, but no, it's actually about your audience. So you, your about page is really important. It's one of the most visited pages on a website and it's your chance to not only talk about, you know, you don't want to just list your qualifications and things like that, but it's a chance for you to really connect with your audience and your your website visitor. So they're often landing there because they want to, I guess they want to see themselves in you They want to know that the journey that you have taken and they want to see that you were kind of down in the trenches as well at one point and you got yourself out and that you're there to now help them do the same thing. And so the perfect way to end that, end that kind of conversation on an about page is to then present your services and like you mentioned it before like people are just really maybe a little bit uncomfortable or awkward about asking for the sale but it's the way in which you do it so if you use your about page to showcase your journey and to confidently tell your audience that you you are there to help them and then end it with hey do you like 
what adventure would you like to take or would you like to work with me or do you want to check out my services you will then lead them to those particular services page like you're not then asking for them to book or to inquire you're just leading them to a next or another page on your website to keep them there for longer to keep them more curious so that they can learn more about you so that they're spending more time learning and reading and interacting so that ultimately the next time that they visit because you don't you won't always convert that first visit it can take up to many many other visits and like I said I think um, people users tend to visit at least seven pages before that they they will convert so keeping them on that constant loop no dead ends even blog posts should not be a dead end you should have some kind of offer at the bottom or a link to learn more about you or anything like that no dead ends everyone oh that is such a good that I mean already I'm like oh there's things we could change straight away from what you've just (laughs) said that is so so helpful I want to talk quickly about conversions. So what I love about your approach is that you think about design, you think about brand, you think about the visual side of things, but you're also thinking about, hey, does this convert? Does this actually really make people take the next step? And one thing I find often happens is it seems like a lot of like coaches and consultants and course creators, it seems like they're either one or the other. They either have beautiful design without like the compelling simple conversion strategy or it's like a really crap looking website that has like red banners and like flashing things and it seems like oh they really convert but they look not so good (laughs) so how I love that your approach is balancing those two things and so I really want to we've spoken a lot about design but I really want to speak to you about how like what are some quick tips to actually boost conversions on on your website Yeah, I always like to say that a website should have beauty and brains. Yes. And I think the biggest thing is um, setting those foundations, so mapping your user journey out and things like that. Uh, And then obviously the design is all about your user experience and great user experience is what will lead to conversion. So once you understand your user, you can strategically map out that user journey and kind of get them from point A to point B. And then I think also a lot of people forget that, like I mentioned, the call to action. So a lot of people forget that as well. And then you obviously need to, if you've set some goals for your website, you have to start measuring them as well because you can't just rely on, oh, well, I've had people book with me or I've I've had people buy my product. Like you have to go beyond that for measuring your conversion. So If your main goal is to sell products, um, if it's to get people to book, if it's to build your email list, then jumping off your website and having a look at these other platforms, whether it's your email marketing software or it's your sales and things like that. So really kind of honing in on beyond your website, like is are your products converting? Is your email list growing? And you want to go deeper. So I always recommend to install Google Analytics and you can look at things like your um, your bounce rate. So your bounce rate is it's basically uh, someone who's visited your site but instead of taking the time to look around, they've 
decided to leave before going to any other pages. And you can also, using Google Analytics, you can look at things like your behavior flow. So this is like a visually presented, kind of like a cool map, and it shows the actual path that a user has taken as they travel from one page to another. So this is the this is showing you the actual user journey that your website visitors went on. So while you may have spent lots of time kind of mapping it out and developing a bit of a user journey and adding in those call to actions and putting it on your website and thinking, hurrah, like I have just, you know, solved all my website problems, you then need to look beyond your website and look at some of these other tools like Google Analytics and like the actual behavior flow, the actual path that someone has taken and use that to see that maybe it might bring up issues like where they've dropped off. So you can see an actual page where they have just suddenly disappeared and left and it might highlight things like content issues you have. You might realize that, oh, hey, that final page that I actually missed, like I was missing a call to action. So I think that's probably one important thing that people forget is that they do the foundations, they get the great design, but then they don't track those conversions. Yeah. And we want to be tracking those conversions to make sure that our website is working. And a website, I hate to tell everyone this, but it's never finished. <laughs> so you're going to always have to update and tweak your website to better, I guess, um, to create these better user journeys to make sure that things are converting. Yeah, that is so good. And I love the the idea of we're always measuring results and we're always refining. And that's something that, you know, I think, oh gosh, I need to go back through and look at look at Google Analytics for our site and look at what our most popular pages are and make sure that we have links to other pages within those popular pages. So that that's so, so helpful. Now, Final questions. I want to do rapid fire questions for you, Emma. Tell me what does success look like to you? Definitely having the freedom to choose how I spend my time. Yes. So I think if I I would just love more time to hang out with my husband and our menagerie. So we're on 25 acres and we have a lot of animals. So I just want more time to spend with them. I think that's definitely what success looks like to me. What's one thing small business owners need to stop doing today? They need to stop not charging their worth. So this is not related to websites, but I feel like so many businesses and I was, I did it as well in the early years. I just did not charge my worth um, and I felt bad about charging. So I would often heavily discount and give a lot of things away for free and that's just not helping anybody. And particularly if if you're looking for freedom in your life, then that's probably the worst thing that you can do is not charge your worth because you work more and end up getting less. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, totally. And final question, if someone listening could focus on just one thing on their website after listening to this episode, what would it be? What would Emma Troy say, just focus on this one thing first? Well, I think I would be mad if I said, didn't mention call to action. So please go and look at your website and make sure that each page has a call to action. And if it's overwhelming, I always say, just start with your homepage. And if your homepage doesn't have a call to action, you need to either 
log into WordPress. I know that sounds terrible. <laughs> log into your website builder, finally do it or get onto your web designer and you need to add some in, particularly on your homepage because that is where you then filter everybody through the rest of your website. So if they get onto your homepage and they're like, I don't know what to do, um, what's going on here? I'm just going to, okay, close. <laughs> Yeah, and that is the worst thing that that um, that you can do when it comes to your website. Zero call to actions on your homepage. So go and do that right now. I love it. Thank you so much, Emma. Where can people follow you, find you online, and all of that stuff? Sure, they can find me on my website, on my very own online home at emmatroy.com.au, or you can find me over on Instagram at emmatroydesign. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. That was so, so helpful and insightful. I am already like, oh gosh, I've got to change some stuff on my site. So thank you. You are incredible. And yeah, I'm super stoked to have you on here. Thanks for having me. Well, there you have it. That is the play-by-play for this week. I am so excited for you to implement some of those strategies on your website to help you turn your viewers into customers. That's what we really want. Now, head on over to our show notes for today to check out Emma's Show It templates. We use Show It for my business playbook, for my marketing playbook, and it is such a great platform. So if you wanted to check out her templates, head on over to our show notes and you'll find everything you need right there. As always, I will see you next week, same time, same place. Go get them. Hold up. 